0: This is Biz, and if hosting One Bad Mother for over 10 years has taught me anything, it's that parenting is hard and nobody gives a shit. So belly up to the low bar, where fine is good enough and you'll never feel alone. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, ho, 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 and all of that. It's the eighth ever holiday genius fail spectacular plus rate. So let's lower the bar, hide in the bathroom, and tell 2023 to suck it. Woo! Oh! Ho, ho, ho! Holiday, holiday! Hello, everybody. It's Biz, and it's the holidays, uh, which means you're probably listening to this on your earbuds in the car, or you don't care that your children can hear everything and are listening on a Long Road Trip. Or uh, you're hiding in a bathroom. In listening, which is my favorite place to listen to things. So there we are. You're getting through it. No matter what you celebrate or don't celebrate, there's probably something awkward going on around you. And if there are kids there, it's double. So let's just start off by saying I for sure see you and you will get through this. And the best way to get through it, in my opinion, is to sit back and enjoy listening to each other bask in the glories of our genius and fails. Because once again, get ready for the sound effect, everyone, and the fanfare. It is a Genius Fails Spectacular! (laughs) Let's get started with geniuses.
1: Hi, One Bad Mother. This is a genius. So I live at the very bottom of the Hudson Valley in New York. And we are the, have the closest apple orchards to New York City. And it's also rained every single weekend for the past month. So no one's been able to go apple picking. So everybody is apple picking this weekend. And we got a late start to our Monday, our holiday Monday. And uh, I turned to my kids and I said, Do you actually want to go to apple orchards and pick apples yourself? or?" do you just want to have pumpkins and apples and apple cider donuts and you don't care how we get them? And they said, they didn't care how they got them. They would rather have them than have to pick them. So we drove to a local cider mill and we picked up fancy apples and apple cider donuts. And then we drove to the grocery store and we got gigantic pumpkins for a fraction of the price that we would have paid at the local apple orchards and everybody <laughs> is so happy and nobody melted down in the car in the lines of cars waiting to get into the the pumpkin patches and the apple orchards and no one was whining because they walked too far everybody has their donuts and they are carving pumpkins and we have delicious apples and um yeah we went with uh, low demand fall activities i'm feeling really good about it that's my genius I'm doing a great job, and so are you.
0: Yeah, you're knocking it out of the park. Only thing that would have made this genius even better is if you had just said, so we went to Trader Joe's. You know, like you didn't even go to an actual Apple place, right? You just went to Ralph's or whatever your local store is and just got some, like, Little Debbie apple cakes. It's all good. You are a genius, and another part of that genius is just that question. Would you rather be doing it this hard way or the easy way? We could apply that to so many other things. Do you want to have a breakdown uh, at home or at the Target parking lot? Really, it's your choice. And I just think you are a genius. And what a way to start off the genius fails spectacular than with the perfect example of lowering that bar. You are doing a great job. Hi, Biz, I'm so
2: excited to tell you I pulled off a great genius. So my oldest kiddo is turning nine this year, but his birthday is in November. And we live in a northern state where it gets very cold and very rainy and very snowy. And it's just a bad time. And if it be in the end of November, it's like the same weekend as Thanksgiving. So and the school policy is you have to invite the entire classroom, if you're going to invite people. And I don't have a house that can accommodate a classroom of children. Uh, so I decided that we would just have his party a little early. And by a little, I mean like months, months early. So we had it last weekend in September. Fuck like November. We're going to September. And we had it at a park because the weather's still nice. And nobody is sick yet. That's the other thing. He The past three birthdays, he's thrown up because it's the middle of flu season, too. So that's no fun for him. It's no fun for anybody. We have to cancel everything last minute. So we had it at a park. And we just had trays of food from the grocery store and cake and balloons. And he was delightfully happy. And all the children were happy. And they played outside and didn't wreck my house. And I feel like such a genius by just questioning why do we have to celebrate his birthday on his birthday, or even in his birth month. Suck it. So yeah. thanks. Yeah. Feel like a super genius.
0: You are a super genius. This is, we're really chipping away at the heart of parenting, aren't we? Just why, why do we do this? Like what What has been written? What law is there that we have to do? All, we have to go apple picking because we live in an apple picking town, or we have to celebrate the birthday. In the month of the birthday, I have, my child is a November 30th birthday. That is so messed up all the time. The only benefit is that we live in Southern California. So we do that park party too, my friend. The park party is a genius. Also, did anybody else stop and think the school mandates? What the fuck is that about? That is a weird mandate. FYI. Uh, loose lips sink ships, little kids. You get invited to a party? Zip it! Anyway, I think you're doing a remarkable job. Plus, who doesn't like basically two birthdays every year? You're nailing it.
2: Hi, this is Teresa. This is a genius. I have—I'm
1: uh, on my second pregnancy, and I have a separation in my pelvis, so I everything hurts—walking, climbing stairs, standing on one leg. And I've been told by my doctor, I can't do as much because everything hurts. And so I was really concerned because I thought that meant I couldn't do prenatal yoga because there's a lot of squats and things like that. And uh, prenatal yoga was so big in my first pregnancy, it helped so much that I really, really wanted to continue going. So I went in and I talked to the instructors and I said, listen, I have this separation. Is there a way to modify the moves so that I can continue going and taking care of myself and getting the mental health break that I need? And they said, yes, and they did it. And I just finished my first class with the modifications. And they were so great about it. And no, none of the other prenatal moms looked at me strange or wondered why I was doing things differently. I just did it. And I feel great. And I'm so pumped. So I can enjoy the rest of my pregnancy and hopefully not have too much pelvic pain. Yay! Okay. Thanks. You're doing a great job. Bye.
0: Oh my gosh. So are you. First of all, I am really sorry that your pelvis is separating during this pregnancy. That sucks. Also, just shout out to that medical response. Hey, you're going to have to do less because it hurts. (laughs) Ha ha. Ha ha. We don't take women's pain seriously. La, 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 la. Anywho, I am so proud. Like, the genius really is asking, asking, can can we shift this? Can I mean, can we make an accommodation for what my body's doing right now? For really anything, guys? I don't know why we freak out when it comes to asking other people for I don't know, anything, it's, it, it, no one's going to punish you uh, at all. And so look what you did. You knew you needed this. This was something that you wanted and you went and you asked and it was something that was possible to get a yes answer to and it has brought you some joy in an otherwise stressful and weird time and I just think you're doing such a good job. And everybody, let's all go out and ask for more shit like this. But You know why? Because you fucking deserve it. You are doing a great job.
3: Woo! Well, this is a quick check-in <laughs> biz. It finally happened. My son pooped in the bathtub. Oh, yeah. And not only did he poop in the bathtub, my daughter was in the bathtub with him. We still let them bathe together because they are three-and-a-half and one-and-a-half, and, one and, and it was foul. It was more than I think I was expecting. Mm. However, I was able to respond <laughs> swiftly and get my daughter out of the bathtub and not overreact, whereas my husband was extremely um, upset and grossed out, maybe because he knew he was going to have to be the one to clean it. But I like oh. to think that this show warned me that that would be a reality one day. And it happened. But you know what? We all still got ready and looked nice for our Easter dinner and celebration. So it doesn't matter. So we're all still doing a good job. Thanks. Bye.
0: Yeah, you are doing a remarkable job. You did not panic. If one bad mother can offer one thing to people, and that is knowing that there may be poop in the tub and that you will deal with it, and eventually get back in that tub, and not think twice about it, then we have done our job here. I think that also, kids bathe together forever. I mean, you know, like, until it gets quote-unquote weird. So, you know, good, shower them together, save that water, whatever. They can, the big one watches the little one, right? Like, it's, you're doing such a great job, not panicking in this situation and just taking care of it like a boss. Good job.
1: Hello, One Bad Mother. This is a genius. Um, I have a couple business partners and we live in different states um, doing what we do. And um, one of them recently has been kind of pulling back from the group. And um, it's leading the rest of us to pick up the pieces and do more without any explanation. And there's just been this resentment building up and people were starting to wonder if our partner was going to just spontaneously leave or if we should ask them to leave. But my genius was, instead of just letting it faster, I reached out and asked her what was going on. And we had a really good conversation. And I don't know that it solves our problems, but at least um, we can move forward without resentment and more clarity. And I just wanted to give myself a pat on the back um, for for doing that and being a good human being towards my my friend and my partner. Um, and I wanted to say thank you to you for um, the podcast and for reminding me that um, we shouldn't assume that people are being assholes. So um,
0: that's my genius. All right. Have a great day. Bye. Good job. Oh my God. Good job. You know what? I I am not being flippant when I say sometimes it is really hard to be a good person. Okay. (laughs) That is not to negate. People probably aren't being an asshole. Uh, You're not being an asshole if you just don't want to confront this or reach out, but like it, because it takes a lot of effort to do that. And I am so impressed. And I, I just, I just Love that. It doesn't solve the whole problem, but it's the assuming and the potential resentment buildup, regardless of the situation, that is what really gets us stuck. And I, I just think, I just think this is such a great example of how I and all of us can do better at Just checking in. I mean, we do so much shit on phones and texting. Man, does that leave everything up to interpretation. And we are great at writing narratives in our own heads about uh, what somebody else is doing, what they're thinking, how they're responding, what they're plotting, whatever it is. And all you got to do is be like, hey, I'm just checking in on you. I just, you're doing such a good job. God, I love you guys. You guys are all really fucking amazing, especially when I want to be a jerk. So thank you. You're doing a great job.
1: Hi, Biz. This is a genius, I think. It's a sad genius, but it's a genius. So, trigger warning, my dad died unexpectedly um, two and a half weeks ago in an accident, and we're all completely crushed and devastated. And he lived with us, and my girls are Six and two, and um, my mom lives with us. And I've just been having to hold a lot of feelings for everybody, including myself. And I haven't really had time for myself because I've been holding feelings for my mom, holding space for my girls, um, my siblings. But today, I reached out to my therapist that I saw when I had some postpartum depression, anxiety stuff going on after I had my two-year-old in 2020, I haven't spoken to the therapist in over a year, but I texted her and I asked if she was also, um, you know, specialized in trauma and grief counseling, and she does. And I had my first therapy session with her today um, since my dad died. And it was, it was really helpful. Um, and I'm really glad I did it. I'm going to see her again next week. And it's just, it's been a really long, long couple of weeks. And I know you're going through it with your mom. And I'm so grateful for the One Bad Mother community and especially the One Bad Sandwich generation. And, um, it's hard to, it's hard to do things that are going to help me. And I'm really glad that I did that. So my genius is that I spend an hour today talking to somebody about me and not about my kids or my mom or anybody else and I was just able to hold grief for myself today. And that is my genius. I'm gonna go back to folding so much laundry, Um, you know, same as every other night, doing things for everybody else. Thank you so much for the hotline. You're doing a great job.
4: Bye.
0: Oh, my God. I love you so much. And you are doing such a remarkable job. I am so sorry for your loss. I Grief and loss are incredibly hard regardless. But it's not something that we plan for when we get kids in our house and it's even harder when we have kids in our house and we're caretaking for relatives. And you're right. It leaves very little space for you to carry anything for yourself. And reaching out to your old therapist was such a genius idea and one that is very easy for the world to overlook. You can't like just go out and be like, hey, guess what I did, guys? Here's this really ethically long, kind of sad, kind of weird story. At, but I did this thing for myself and like people are going to be like, "Uh, OK, great. And what I want to say is great. I, I want to like do a high five line up and down the target aisle. Like it is it is so important important and I know that uh, not everybody has immediate access to therapy um, and that the world's got to get better at that but any time you can carve out for yourself is so key because you have an impossible amount of need being placed on you right now and I, having lost my mom earlier this year, I really understand that compartmentalizing and, and all the times that grief pops out and surprises me in the weirdest of places. (laughs) Like, don't even get me started watching the new Reacher. Because all I want to do is say, oh my God, I miss my mother so much. She would have loved how big this man has gotten as Reacher, and now he really looks like Reacher, okay? And like, so there I am sobbing while he breaks somebody's nose. Uh, So I just, you're just doing a great job, and I'm talking too much about it, Uh, but I'm not sure that that's not the appropriate response. Uh, So you're doing a great job. Thank you for being part of the One Bad Mother community. You got this.
5: Hi, Biz. It's Sarah, your buddy and friend. Um, I am just leaving a check-in, a genius. I'm not really sure, but I was wearing my one bad mother tank top, and my six-year-old said, Mommy, that shirt is terrible. You're not a bad mother. You're a great mother. And I just thought, you know, honk if you're doing it. And I guess (laughs) I'm doing it because... And then I had to explain how bad meant awesome. But I'm doing it. You're doing it. We're all doing a good job. Thanks for the hotline. Thanks for the show. Bye.
0: Honk, honk, honkity honk, honk. You are doing it. God, I love that. I I love that. I love that. You obviously are doing a remarkable job. Because if you don't have a honk if you're doing it bumper sticker, you just need to get over to the Max Fun store, get yourself a honk if you're doing it bumper sticker, because you are doing it. Honkity honk honk. Thank you, Sarah. You're doing a great job. Let's now settle in for our final genius of the day.
4: Hi, this is Sam, and I have a
6: genius. So, oh, if you uh, need a place to cry in your car, the cemetery is the perfect spot. No one will look at you twice.
4: <laughs> you're having a, you're doing a great job and have a great day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you are not wrong. I love you. Oh my God. this is just, <laughs> I just, I love this. Oh, so much. Now, we have spent years talking about how Target parking lots may be the best place to have a breakdown, uh, because it's just normally where they're triggered the most. But I do like that if you're if you're sensitive about crying in public, uh, if that feels weird to you, uh, the, yes, a cemetery is a perfect place to do it. Plus, it's just really quiet there, and sometimes that's also really nice. I, I just I really appreciate this tip that you have called in. You are doing a remarkable job. In fact, all of you are doing a remarkable job. A uh, Theme alert. It seems that uh, voicing our needs, asking for help, or just asking how others are doing tends to be incredibly helpful. I, I, I love that. That is so good. So, what a nice place to wrap up the genius portion of our eighth ever genius fail spectacular plus rant. Stick around. We'll be right back with what you really came for the fails. One Bad Mother is supported in part by StoryWorth. This holiday season, give a gift to your loved ones and really to yourself that makes them feel special and unique. Give them StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It is a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you to those who matter most, no matter how near or far apart you are. I have used StoryWorth with my mom and we set it up, I mean, years ago. And after she passed away, it was a real gift to be able to go back and look at some of the questions that she answered. With StoryWorth, give those you love most a thoughtful, personal gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. Go to storyworth.com badmother and save $10 on your first purchase. That's storyworth.com badmother to save $10 on your first purchase. Welcome back to the 8th Genius Fail Spectacular Plus Rant. Get your popcorn. Get your wine, hide in the bathroom, whatever you like. It's time to listen to fails.
7: This is a small but extremely annoying fail. I went to change my four and a half month old this morning. And I got him on the changing table and realized, oh, shoot, you need a new shirt. So I like get off his pants, get off his onesie, go get another onesie, wrestle him into the new clothes, which is its own giant pile of nonsense because he's learned to roll recently so it's like trying to put a t-shirt on a bear. I don't I don't even understand how he can fight me that hard. Get but finally get that all done, everything snapped, pants up, pick him up and realize I didn't actually change his diaper. I did all the clothes steps and forgot the diaper. So I had to take the clothes back off, change the diaper and then put him in pants again. Whew. I blame sleep deprivation but you know what? I'm still doing an okay job.
0: Wow. Sleep deprivation is a great thing to blame because it's real. Ha ha. Wow. Wow. You're doing, what do we do here on the fail show? That's right. You're doing a horrible job changing your baby. How dare you put your baby in clothes? Why are you even trying to put your baby in clothes? Why are you even trying to change the diapers? See, that's just let them go. Peter Pantsless all over the place. I'm sure nothing horrible could go wrong with that. Well, there you go. You're out of the mom club. You're doing a terrible, terrible job. And I love you.
1: Hey, Biz. I'm calling with a fail. Uh, we got one of those little robot vacuums. And we, as a family, named it Jedediah. And we were really worried that the kids were going to like, play around it or not, you know, think it was a toy or something. Otherwise, inadvertently break it. And so we told the kids that if they got too close, it would eat their feet. And now my two-year-old is refusing to walk on the floor. He's constantly on the chairs or on the tables or on the counter or begging to be held. And yesterday he insisted that my husband, and I quote, shut the fucking door so Jedediah can't eat me. Ah! <laughs> so the sale speaks for itself. Uh, thank you for the hotline. You are doing a wonderful job. And clearly, I am doing a terrible job. <laughs> I-
0: It's like you're recreating like a combo movie of like Children of the Corn with that whole Jebediah business and Maximum Overdrive, where like you know the machines have come to life. I love this. I love this fail on so many levels. One, you named it Jebediah. You have given vacuum a name that that in its own right could cause. Many fails down the road, depending on how your children respond to things that they think are people. Uh, Two, you told them it would eat their feet. Now your child lives in a house of horrors. Amazing. Amazing. And colorful language. That's also impressive. That is like a a two-year-old who knows what they want and how to communicate it. Wow, you are doing a horrible job just thinking you could bring something into your house that might make your life easier, but instead has made it like the sixth level of hell for you. Good job.
1: (laughs) Hi, Dave. I'm calling it a sale. This is a classic. I loaded up my younger two kids, 8 and 11 years old, uh, drove all the way to the grocery store, and then realized that I had left my purse at home and I had absolutely zero ways to pay for groceries.
8: So I just turned around and went home <laughs> I didn't even do the shopping that day. At that point, it was hot. I had wrangled two kids into the car and had
1: to wrangle them back out. And I realized they're not babies anymore. There weren't car seats involved, but like eight-year-olds and 11-year-olds have opinions about whether they're going to go to the store with you. Yeah. Anyway, I just, I just gave up for the day. I made substitutions on dinner and we all went without a banana the next morning until I could get to the store today. Anyway, you're doing a great job. I did finally make it to the store today.
8: (laughs) Thanks, Biz. Bye.
0: I love this. Look at you, trying to leave the house. Look at you thinking that now that your kids are older, your brain somehow has returned to a functioning level that allows you to go out into the world to buy groceries. (laughs) Ha ha ha! Shame on you for thinking that. I still... Wind up in places without my card, and I like for me, it's it's not that I have forgotten my wallet at home. I just don't know where the fuck I've put my card. Like, how easy is it just to put it back in the goddamn wallet? Do I do that? No. And then like every time I do this, I it's just like a re, shaming, of myself for not knowing where I even have that card, right? But I, where you're winning is giving up. Good job. Good job on just saying, that's it. No groceries today. In fact, let's all go home and watch screens for the rest of the day. You're doing a horrible job <laughs> trying to go be a person in the world. Uh, yeah. Ta-da. Lesson learned. Don't do that again. I am calling with a fail.
6: And a silly fail at that. My son this morning, who is three next week, has entered the stranger stages. He... This, uh, I asked him this morning, do you want to wear your sandals or your tennis shoes to school? He says sandals. Great. We put the sandals in the car. Do you want to put them on at home? We get in the car, go to school, everything's great. Get to school, no, not having it. Wanted the tennis shoes, will not put the sandals on. Kicking and screaming, it's a huge fight. So I am becoming that mom, and I drove back home with my kid to get the tennis shoes that I didn't pack, and I should have. That was silly. Why would I not pack extra shoes? Kids never decide the first time. To then get the tennis shoes, drop him off to have him still throw a fit. And I just left daycare with him kicking and crying and yelling at the door. Awesome. Oh, what a fail. Thank you for the hotline.
0: Yep, i can go start my day now. What a way to start the morning. That's great. Nothing more relaxing than getting your kid to school and being screamed at the entire time. Here, let's just break down where these fails are going to go. One, giving your kid a choice and thinking that they mean it. Uh, Not expecting. How could you not expect that they were going to say sandals and then get to school and would rather have In fact, why aren't you carrying around 20 pairs of shoes? and a variety of styles and sizes. They should always be in your car. I'm pretty sure a helpful website somewhere would tell you that that's what you need to do to be prepared, and that if you aren't doing that, you're failing. I also like the fact that you're going to somehow wake up at two o'clock in the morning, if not tonight, maybe a year from now, and think, because I went back for those shoes, what am I instilling in my three-year-old whose brain for sure is not processing any of this, by the way. But you're going to process it. You're going to wonder, have I started him down a road of like a uh, self-privileged male entitlement because I went back and got <laughs> his shoes because he's having a fit? Is he going to one day get married and then like scream because he doesn't have the tennis shoes versus the sandals in the car and his partner's going to have to go get them? What have I done? I I guarantee you, let's, let's in fact, Now that I've just put that out in the universe, let's all stay up all night pondering that you're doing a horrible job trying to get your kid to school. Why would you even do that? Shoes nature's cruelest joke. You're doing a terrible, terrible job.
5: (laughs) Hi, Biz. I have a fail. So this past summer, My um, 10-year-old twisted her ankle at the beach. We had to go to the ER. It wasn't broken. You know, it it was fine. But my friend, I was texting, like, oh, my God, we're at the ER, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, make sure you get the x-rays, like, on a disc because then you have them. Because, you know, we're on vacation. It's not like our regular doctor. And then you have them in case you need them and if you need to do a follow-up at an orthopedist or anything like that. I was like, that's amazing. So I did. I got the x-rays on a disc and felt like, okay, I'm like on top of things, you know, like I'm being proactive with medical records. I'm going to have this in case I need it. (laughs) Well, the fail is um, several months later, the same kid is having some knee problems and we have to go to an orthopedist. And it's completely unrelated to the beach injury, but I still just was like, oh, you know, I should bring those x-rays. Because, like, you know, they were done, and who knows if they might be helpful. Can I find that CD anywhere? No, I cannot. No. Nope. No idea. So, yeah, I suck. Um, They're somewhere. I'm sure I'll find them when I don't need them when she's, like, you know, 20 years old. But anyway, you're doing a great job. Bye.
0: Yeah. You suck. Of course you did. You had this great idea, uh, thanks to your friend, to save an important medical document uh, for a case just like this. And then that moment arrived, and you have no idea where it is. What's great is it's just one of things that you will discover. You have no idea where it is, and you'll only think to look when you need it most and what's worse is that you probably put it somewhere really smart and you're like this is the password i'm always going to remember this is the place i'm going to put it and i'm going to remember exactly where it is when i need it right under my mattress like it, it doesn't matter where you wind up finding it i guarantee you you thought it was a good idea to put it there or it's still possibly in the suitcase from that beach trip, however long ago that beach trip was. You're welcome. You're doing a horrible job. I just really like everything's somewhere. You're right. Everything is somewhere. You're doing a horrible job of knowing where that is.
3: <laughs> hey, babe. this is a fail. I started running the bathwater for my kids. They are four and two, and they both still take a bath together. They both have nice, long beautiful hair. And we washed their hair in the bathtub. And as I started to run the water for today's bath, because one, they needed one, and two, I needed to take their hair styles down, um, the bath water wasn't even clear without a child in it. (laughs) So I guess the fail is that my kids aren't ever really clean and neither is their hair because my husband and I have not fully cleaned the bathtub which has enough residue left in it that when we run the bath water it is not clear water. You're doing a great job. Thanks.
0: Yeah you're doing a horrible job trying to wash your children. Also <laughs> oh, I'd like to find out right now why you're not spending every minute of your day cleaning the bathtub. I bet there are other places that are dirty in your house too. Why aren't you constantly cleaning? Huh? Isn't that supposed to be a natural instinct that kicks in once kids get in your house? Wait, aren't you female-bodied? Yep, probably should be cleaning all the time. What is wrong? What is wrong? I'm sorry. Children are filthy, and they filthy up your house, and they filthy up your tub. And yeah, you're failing at, I don't know, clean? I don't even know what the fail is here besides just like Thinking you should be cleaning your children often. I I just, you're doing, I guess, a horrible job. I'm very sorry. Uh, Why don't you go and have a nice soak in the tub? You could clean it while you're trying to relax. Multitasking. You're doing a terrible job.
1: (laughs) Hi, one bad mother. This is a fail. And I feel like it's very appropriate because I called some time ago uh, about this exact same thing, and at the time, it was a genius, uh, (laughs) which is that my uh, younger child, my daughter, um, she is almost three, and for a long time now, she has hated having her hair washed, Um, and it's been quite a struggle uh, getting her hair and her scalp clean. And when I called in, whatever it was ago, forever ago, when this was a genius, it was that I had just basically given her head a sponge bath while she like played with bath toys in the sink, and that worked really well. And I mean, it wasn't like as good as actually washing her hair in the tub or whatever, but it was better than nothing. And it was, and we didn't have a meltdown, and it was fine. Uh, so I tried this again last night and it had been long enough in between washes. And I was like, I really need to, I really need to get her hair washed. I really got to do it. And so I set her up at the sink and she was really excited to play at the sink and play with like make her ducky swim. And it's really cute. And I put the, her little bathrobe on and the towel around her shoulders. <laughs> I got everything ready And then I dipped a washcloth in the sink water and squeezed it on her head and it was cold water. And she immediately freaked out and started crying and cried the whole rest of the time. I was doing this like half-assed washcloth wash of her hair because I was like, well, I, we're too far gone now. I'm, I need to just get through this
7: as quick as possible. <laughs>
1: but i'm just like i hey, what is my problem i don't know why i didn't just stop to think i should make sure this water is warm and like i knew it wasn't warm i just i i don't know i just was like trying to do it as quick as possible or something but i just i'm just like what what happened in my brain that i i did that and and it just ruined everything so that's my fail.
0: Yeah. Uh, hair washing's out. Let's just forget about that forever. I gotta tell you, these are the ones that make me the most crazy. You think you're doing a thing. You think it's going to be okay. And then, like, somehow, you have ruined it now forever. You know, a little water gets in the eye, and that's it. Never going to get near water again. Uh, oh, pancake got too soggy in the syrup ruined, never eating them again, right? (laughs) It just is maddening. I like that you were then pondering the question, what was I thinking? Well, maybe because you were standing there doing a job that you probably didn't really want to do and you knew was emotionally uh, fraught, uh, may not have had your brain in the game as it were. You know that whole notion of super brain uh, that we have discussed on this show really isn't something that's just done when a baby gets older uh, and you've gotten through like the first years. I think we have super brain forever, and so your real failure here is is thinking that you were even going to try and have the water warm, right? You should have just settled into the fact that you were somehow going to ruin it. And now let's all gather on a mom board somewhere and talk about it in a way that makes us all feel like garbage. Ha ha! You're doing a horrible job. But possibly not as bad as our last person.
8: <laughs> hey Biz, this is a fail. It's an Easter fail. We got we got holiday themes. Um <laughs> <laughs> I failed because I left me and my husband's little thing of mini Cadbury eggs on the counter, where I thought they would be safe for some reason. But no, my four-year-old took them out of their container and fed them to the one-year-old. By my best estimations, he ate five mini Cadbury eggs, (laughs) foil and all. (sighs) I called poison control. He's fine. He may, he probably will have an upset stomach and like some constipation. But, you know, I'm I'm doing a pretty bad job. That was, <laughs> mm, that, was that was a fail. That, was, that oh, yeah. was a rough one. So, thanks for being the place I can call when I can tell absolutely <laughs> no one else what happened. <laughs> You're doing a good job. Maybe later
3: today I will be too. Bye.
0: <laughs> okay, first I do want to say you are doing a great job because you call poison control. Now we this is one of millions of calls in which somebody ate something they weren't supposed to eat, and regardless of how how they got in that circumstance, uh, the response is always. Call Poison Control. We've even had them on the show. You know what they love? They love when you call and ask them. They literally love it. It is better than the One Bad Mother Hotline. They want to hear what happened and tell you you're okay and how to handle it. So first of all, I just, in the midst of this fail, and we're going to get to that, I want to say you already did do something good today, and that was you call Poison Control. Now, with that out of the way, the real fail here is not that your child ate them. It's that you no longer have them to eat for yourself. They ate them. You left them out. Lesson number one of good Easter candy is hide it. You hide it far away. You hide it in your underwear drawer. You hide it on a shelf. You hide it in your purse that you then hide somewhere else out of reach. Hide it in the bathroom cleaning supplies. That's probably not a good idea. but bottom line is, why would you even let your children know that there was Easter candy in the house? That is your real fail. Those little mini eggs are gold. You're doing a terrible job. Everybody, we are in fact all failing, which is why I love the fail portion of this show, because it is such a good reminder that we are not alone. That we are probably not, in fact, doing a horrible job, that things happen, and sometimes they happen in the tub, as it were. And I just, I just love all of you. And while the world can make you feel like you actually are failing, you are not. You are doing such a good job. Stick around. We're gonna be right back with. The Plus Rant.
2: Cameron Esposito here, comedian and host of Queery. Every week I get to interview someone amazing from the LGBTQIA community. Some queeros. I chat with them about their lives, loves, careers, and more. I've talked to, you know, giant celebs, Trixie Mattel, Lena Waithe, Keegan, and Sarah Quinn, but also astronauts, reverends, nurses, It's funny, it gets deep, and hopefully it makes you feel like you're part of something. Join me every Monday on Maximum Fun to listen to Query with Cameron Esposito.
7: Last week, The Greatest Generation, the comedy podcast about old Star Trek TV shows like Star Trek The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager just had its 500th episode. And Greatest Trek, the podcast about the new Star Trek shows like Strange New Worlds, Lower Decks, and Discovery, just had its 250th episode. So whether you have a task that's roughly 750 hours long, or you want to learn about some of the production techniques that go into making one of the greatest franchises in television history, you should give us a try either way. The Greatest Generation and Greatest Trek, the best-reviewed, most-listened-to Star Trek podcasts in the world. They're on Maximum Fun.
0: Hi everybody, we're back for the eighth ever Holiday Genius fail Spectacular Plus Rant. Settle in, let's plus.
4: Hi Biz, Um, I'm not sure if this is a genius or a rant. Um, I teared up when I heard you say I'm doing a good job. But I just listened to the latest episode and um it just it it hit at such the right time for me. Um, this idea of setting the bar lower. Um I just resigned from my job after ten years. Um and I'm gonna be spending a little more time at home for a little while, kind of regrouping and uh we're we're looking at a big move out of state to go be near my aging parents. Um, I'm so sorry about your mom, by the way, I think um yeah, we're trying to uh just be with them um and so your experience moving your parents out to California um also really hit home um so just sending you all the best um, <clears throat> but yeah, resigned from my job, feeling very uh kind of unsettled about that, but also feeling like it was a very brave thing to do. Um given how I feel about having a career and kind of making that a priority and um, have also been really inspired by Teresa and um, her decision to step back and focus on family and, and um, you know I, I really respect that so anyway I, I have two kids a six-year-old and an eight-year-old uh, they're excited about the move they're excited about mom being able to pick them up a pickup line instead of Having to be one of the last parents at the after-school program, which I have been, you know, their whole lives. But it's just a lot of change. And I just want to say how much I appreciate your show. Um, (laughs) Your show has, uh, you know, I've I've listened for so long. I think since my, before my six-year-old was born. Um after my first son was born I, I listened to some more like I don't know other good podcasts but after the second one was born, uh the message of kind of we're all doing a good job and this is all really hard uh really resonated and um it's helped me through a lot and I just wanna say how much I appreciate it and I love you guys and um the work that you do. And how needed it is in this world. So, anyway, thank you. Um, And uh, you're doing a good job. All right. Bye.
0: You are doing such a remarkable job. And you are incredibly brave. Making a choice to change careers, to stop one career. I want to take a moment to reflect on uh, our rant call from last week, uh, this notion of just a mom. And and you didn't say that, uh, but part of why shifting careers or making different choices, either to, you know, shift and shift your time more to family because even saying like to focus more on family makes it feel like if you're working full-time you're not focused on your family which you in fact are the whole thing is that it's all tied up into some sort of weird judgment weird guilt that we are supposed to be doing all things at all times and all of our decisions are supposed to be the exact right decision that everybody else would do or whatever we assume that everybody else assumes we're supposed to be doing i i it's such a mess. And the bottom line is no one actually cares. Um, so it really just matters what works for you and your family in that moment. And that, that moment will change and you get to make different choices at different times. We are not locked into one story. And moving is a really big deal, and moving to be closer to your parents who are aging, it comes with a whole lot of baggage. <laughs> Speaking of moving, you got to move all that baggage with you, and there'll be new baggage waiting for you, and I just, you know, I can hear that touch of, like, self-guilt in there when you say, I now get to be the mom that picks them up. My kids are happy. I get to be that as opposed to the last person at aftercare. And I wish we could absolve ourselves of that guilt, whether it is the guilt that we are the person who's last or the guilt that we are the person who is there First, sitting in Carline, and we should be doing something better with her. I don't know. It's all so fucked up. At its core, and at the core of all of this, is that you are doing a remarkable job. And I think all of your choices are bold and perfect for where you are and what you need right now. You are doing a remarkable job. Everybody, you are all doing a remarkable job. It is such a damned if you're due and damned if you don't situation <laughs> all the time, all the time. In fact, it feels hard to even talk about what you may need Or something that you are struggling with because it could be interpreted as a judgment on somebody else, which takes us back to one of the core principles, which is nobody's doing it at you and you're not doing it at anybody. People aren't trying to be an asshole. They're trying to figure out what's going on in their life at that moment. And it's not at you and it's not about you. And the same goes for you. Take that pressure off of yourself that you're going to be judged. And look, yes, there are raging assholes out there. Yes, there are people who are judging. But what I have learned is that when that is happening, that is probably because that person is really struggling with something themselves. Okay? You're all doing a remarkable job. This shit is hard. It is incredibly hard. It is impossible to get anything done. And so I love these particular shows because they are such a reminder of that and such a joyful reminder that you're not alone, that lowering the bar is a great idea, (laughs) and that Every family is unique and that you are doing a great job. You are in fact not alone and I see you and I hope that however you celebrate the holidays or however you don't celebrate the holidays, that you just get through the holidays and that somebody gets you something really nice (laughs) that you wanted. And if they don't, that you go out and you get it for yourself. I'm going to be making sure that I get a jigsaw puzzle that I really want for Christmas by getting it for myself, wrapping it up, and putting it under the tree. Mama's putting something in her own stocking this year. I will talk to you in the new year. Bye!
7: I got to load down Mama down down
0: We'd like to thank Max Bunn, well, our producer well, Gabe, Gabe Mara, my husband well, Stefan Lawrence, down, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration down, to say all these horrible things. Down, and of course, you our listeners. Baby. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Well, daddy.